Tell if you'll tell me hey, what resort ski trip, man. Old folks ski trip. <laughs> no, as I was saying, you're like a fine wine. You just you kind of get better with age. So I I still think of you in those seventies, those late seventies suits with the wide collar. Of course, now I was a a, a, a real youngster, but well, uh, I didn't know you I were kinda, that old. No, I'm I'm not quite, but. As a as a young lad, I did come to the SWC tournaments and got to got to see you probably at about you know circa eighty three eighty four in that range. Well, uh, as that a, means yeah, you saw so me those in were, those old timey uh, leisure suits. <laughs> oh man, good memories. Ski clothes, a very ski coat, ski. There's no telling. Now, Jim, what? Um, what part of Colorado? Uh, I heard Vell got some great snow here recently. In fact, they got yeah, about three feet. Yeah, where we are is fairly close to there. It's called Crested Butte. It's uh, just yeah. over the mountain, actually, from Vail and Aspen. If you hike it, it's about 11 miles, so a little further if you drive it. Especially in the winter, you can't go through all the passes. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I I swore off driving after I was coming home from one of those trips, and I got caught. You know that Boys Ranch, that little that that county farm road that takes you back through Amarillo if you go oh, that yeah. direction, and uh, got caught in a snowstorm out there. And then I and then on that same trip, got through uh, Vernon, Texas. I was looking for late at night one of those Holiday Inn Expresses, and uh, car in front of me starts spinning on that ice, and I thought, you know what? I think I'll just from now on wait till spring break. I don't really think I need to be doing any Christmas driving. If we ski, then I'll, I think I'll get on a flight. But uh, Jim, I I was so uh, pleased was to hear from like you. Like James Akinjo last night against the Longhorns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Uh, that was uh, I like that, Jim, and that's a good segue. I, I, you, you get me right to where I want to go to some basketball, and that had to bring back memories for you. And and you brought back a memory that I didn't even know. And boy, I put this on Twitter, Jim, and people loved it. That Jim Howler and his team <laughs> shut down Gregory Jim in Austin. In uh, in 1977, February 26, 1977, with a 72-70 win in the uh, SWC tournament, and then of course the Bears last night shut down Irwin, and then somebody was telling me that that the Heart of Texas Coliseum was was shut down with a win over Texas. So uh, that Jim, that's some that's some fun stuff when you start thinking about all that old history. Well, I tell you what was fun for me in that game you talked about at the old Gregory Gym where Texas had played for 60 years. But uh, a young man that we had on our team named Sherman Patton was from Austin Anderson High School. Texas didn't recruit him. We got him at Baylor. He hit the winning shot in the last seconds to win that game 72-70, to and I'll never forget it. And then here's the reason why, because Gregory Gym was so special to me. When I was in high school at Dallas Thomas Jefferson, we played on that court and won the state championship. When I was coaching high school ball in Austin, we played many district championship games right there on that court. Uh, when I coached at MCC, we played and beat the Texas freshmen on that court. 
when I coached at Baylor, we got to beat the Longhorns on that court. So Gregory Jim was uh, was a special place to me, and that was rewarding to, to be able to win that last game ever played there. Now let me tell you something else here. I'm rambling, but I've got these memories. After that game, when we beat Texas, now listen to this. This is so funny. This is the way coaches were in those days. Abe Lemons was the coach at Texas. So after the game, you know, we had our normal handshakes and see you down the road and all that kind of stuff. We were all much friendlier in those days than they are now. But I get back to my office, and on Wednesday, I'm opening up my mail, open it up, here's this note. Dear Haller. Do not get cocky. We were neither one worth a damn. Love, Abe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still got that, and I've got it right there. But we we were better than that, and we won. So I was delighted. So that was a great well, memory for me. The, uh, <clears throat> the the Jim, you'll you'll like this. Uh, last night they had the uh, the Irwin family, the, the the son of Frank Irwin. And then they had Denton Cooley's daughters out there, Dr. Denton Cooley, the famous wow. uh, heart surgeon. Oh, sure and they know. have that that Cooley Center. Uh, they have like a indoor basketball, you know, like a, a practice facility called Cooley. And um, there was a lot of history in that building. And uh, it meant a lot to those fans. Uh, they showed up. They didn't always show up over the years, but they showed up last night. And they were loud. But, Jim, there's still nothing better. And you saw it with the, watching the women last night. There's still nothing better, is there, than silencing one of those rowdy road crowds. Um, it, it just There's just something. And, and I, 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 this team has a couple of silencers on it. One of them happens to be the guy you mentioned, James Akinjo. He seems to save his best for last. And then, as you were probably watching last night, how about uh, how about Flagler? That's a tie game, fifty four fifty four. There's four and a half minutes left. I was telling the guy next to me, Jim, get Flagler. Uh, he he gets his fourth foul with six minutes left. Well, the old coaching style would have been to sit him down for a few minutes and see if you could buy some time. They left him in there, and that and I was kind of almost questioning that. I would hate for Scott to hear me do that. But that that sucker then makes two huge shots. And in those moments, uh, Jim, all the air was let out of that old building. And uh, that's a great sound when one of those road buildings goes quiet, isn't it? Well, there's there's so much poise involved in that. And I I would just have to say that Akinjo and Flagler both showed great, great poise in tough situations. Flagler especially had 19 points in the game. And 16 of those, I believe, were in the second half. Akinjo was terrific. And don't don't forget this. Texas has a great, great defensive team. They've got a few offensive shortcomings, but I'm going to tell you, when you do what Flagler and Akinjo and Thamba and, uh, I mean, you just keep on going. Brown, Sohan, I mean, those guys were terrific. Matt Myers got great rebounds. You have to have poise to do that on the road. And, and don't forget the, the women who we got to see right before the men's game, they're playing in front of a sold-out crowd of 14,000 in Ames, Iowa. And goodness gracious, uh, Jordan Lewis explodes for 23 points for the uh, Baylor women, and I believe she made 18 of those in the second half. So 
both programs had players that stepped up in tough, tough situations. And the coaches did a fabulous job in both games as well. Yeah, I thought so. Talking to Jim Haller, former Baylor coach, uh, men's basketball coach, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, uh, we love kind of talking about the old days. But, boy, Jim likes to dial in on these current days. <laughs> and like you said, um, you've watched these uh, th- this women's team, and we both have immense respect for what uh, Kim Mulkey did at Baylor, and obviously she, uh, I mean, it's just, you know, you can go on and on about what she did. Jim, that's an interesting thing that Nikki's had to do because not only does she have Kim and others telling her, well, you've been handed a top-five team, and and we both know Kim probably said that to her uh, a, a couple of times, and Kim, and Kim doesn't hide that. Well, now Kim, of course, has LSU six in the country. Uh, Nikki has fifth in the country. Jim, you've had to do it before where you take over a team – where other people have recruited that team. And it takes a while for those kids and those players to trust you. Can you speak to what that's like and, and, and kind of what you how, how you feel like uh, Nikki Collin has handled that? Well, it's all about the communication, and I think she did that very well from the very get-go. Uh, the day she stepped on campus, I watched a lot of their early season practices and she had their attention, and I could tell she had great communication going. But let's let's make sure we all understand one thing. Yes, Kim did a great job at Baylor. She left some good players. But none of those guards that are playing this year played last year. Sarah Andrews is the only perimeter player that played last year for Kim, and she only averaged about five minutes a game. So, yes, Nalissa Smith is great. Queen Egbo's great. Caitlin Bickle's good. But all that perimeter stuff, that's all totally new players into the program. Mentioned Sarah Andrews, just a sophomore, but only really averaged a little less than five minutes a game last year. So I give this team a whole lot more credit than some people have because they've put a lot of new pieces together to make this happen. And, 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 uh, Matt, also, I don't think the women's league in the Big 12 has ever been better from top to bottom than it is this year. There's more good teams this year than I've ever seen it, and I keep up with it closely. Yeah. So, remember, this Texas Tech team coming in to Baylor on, on Sunday afternoon, they beat Texas in Austin, and they're the last place team in the league. So, I mean, there's just all these teams are so good. Uh, so anyway, I'm I'm very happy for for Nikki and for all the players, and of course, Melissa Smith le- lived up to her billing last night as one of the best players in the country. I mean, it's almost like she's the uh, female version of what you had in Terry Teagle, a, a, a once in a lifetime type player who comes along, and all you can do is is put her in position to succeed, but also just enjoy it and know how amazing it is. Uh, Jim Howard joining us, former uh, Baylor men's coach, used to coach with Shelby at Texas A&M, as he, as he talked about, has won state titles at the, uh, at the high school level. Nalissa uh, is interesting because, Jim, it's hard to have anybody in Baylor history 
to really, you've been watching these women for a good while, all through the Kim era, uh, especially, even maybe even back to Sonia Hogue and some of that. Um, I, I don't know of anybody that Baylor's had. Odyssey was a great guard, but I don't know if they've ever had anybody. Brittany was a great post player, very athletic. I mean, I think she'll probably go down as the greatest Baylor women's player ever. But to a certain extent, I don't. Melissa's got to be starting to rival her in in sort of her overall game to to be able. And, and, and I think she could even find another level in the WNBA when she maybe starts shooting it more from the outside. How do you view that when you kind of think about well, some of the the all-time greats at Baylor? I, I don't think there's any doubt about she'll be one of the all-time greats. She was the Big 12 Player of the Year last year. Certainly, I expect her to get it again this year. Uh, like she said last night on the TV interview after the game, uh, Coach Collin has given her the ability this year to step outside and use her ability to drive to the basket, to stop and shoot pull-up jumpers, to shoot fall-away jumpers. She's really expanded her game this year, and that's why she's probably going to be the number one pick in the WNBA draft. And uh, uh, the Washington Mystics, who have that pick, their head coach and general manager uh, was at the Baylor game uh, against West Virginia a couple of weeks ago, and he just sat there shaking his head. I was watching him while we were doing the television telecast of that game, and he was just sitting there going, wow, wow. So, you know, they're impressed, and and she's got to go down as one of the all-time greats. Yeah, uh, talking to Jim Haller, uh, former Baylor basketball coach, Jim, you brought up something earlier that uh, that that I love talking about, and, and it's the thing I remember the Irwin Center. I think I was trying to ask myself as I drove down there yesterday, like why why am I so why do I want to? Other than I, I like watching Baylor play, but I, I felt like I needed to be there to close that building down, and it kind of dawned on me that a, a lot of it was how much I loved those boys state championships over the years and by the way i covered the mansfield lady tigers back in the day uh when they won some state titles uh as well but there was something about that boys tournament that just you know there's things you do with your dad when you're a kid and 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 it just kind of stays in your mind forever and then i found myself even as an adult wanting you know drawn down there for that jim i i think especially for you someone who coached uh, in high school, like you said, at Gregory Gym, those were, uh, for people that have never attended that event, and for some reason they've been having it in San Antonio, I don't for the life of me understand why, but I, those, those are some of the coolest things uh, you could ever attend. Is that, even after you were uh, a college coach, did you find yourself wanting to go back down there to Austin and, and attend those things, especially with all the recruiting that needed to happen? Well, let me put it this way, Matt. I enjoy being able to do these basketball this basketball television announcing. Next weekend, I have the have had the opportunity to work three or four conference college tournaments. I'm going to work a couple, but on Saturday, I always make sure I'm there to be able to do the television announcing on the boys' basketball state championship games. I've been doing it now for. 20 years, I get to do those with Craig Way. He does the play-by-play. I do the color. 
They moved it from Austin about seven years ago to San Antonio. They play it in the Alamo Dome. It is as big a event, a big a deal there as it ever was in Austin. And to answer your question, the reason why it got moved from Austin, as great as it was in the Irwin Center, it got moved because Austin brought in the South by Southwest Music Festival. They Ooh, took up all yeah. the hotel rooms. They raised the prices of the rooms you could get. And it just became uh, financially uh, a problem for these high school programs. And uh, that's why it was moved to San Antonio. But San Antonio does a great job with it. The River Walk's active, and it's a good place. And I'm just like you. I'm looking forward to being there next weekend at the Alamo Dome again to do the high school state championships. You always see great future stars there. Yeah, are we are we sure Craig Way has enough work? Uh, I just hope he's doing enough games. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how the man does it. I mean, he'll be doing a baseball game today after doing the basketball game last night. Then he'll do a women's game. Oh my gosh, I just don't. Then he'll do these high school games. It's amazing. But anyway, it's yeah, fun to talk about. Yeah, well. I uh, I saw him and talking to Jim Howard on with us, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Jim and I, uh, we love talking to SWC days and everything. Last night, Jim, as I'm making my way, kind of taking it all in, uh, I look over and I see uh, I see Brad Sham, longtime voice of the Cowboys, but more, and again, I like Brad, but more exciting to me, uh, and I would say that in front of Brad, by the way, was Vern Lundquist. I mean, that that was, you know, from a media standpoint, you talk about legendary. There's Vern Lundquist, who went to, I was looking it up. I, I, I should know this off the top of my head. But he went to Austin High School. And so that had to be such a full circle moment for him because I would imagine when they opened the Irwin Center, that would have been, when when Vern was in his heyday at the well, his heydays lasted about forty years. But he would have been at Channel Eight WFAA in Dallas. Do you remember Vern covering some of those SWC games? <laughs> Matt, let me tell you this, man. When I was coaching high school ball in Austin in the late sixties, Vern was with one of the Austin TV stations. Then he moved up to <laughs> Dallas. I've been knowing Vern since he did Bowling for Dollars. He married one of my former uh, elementary school friends. Uh, to take this a step further, the first game I ever got to do as a television color analyst, Vern Lundquist was the play-by-play man. So I've been <laughs> in awe of him for many, many years. And he's always nice, always a gentleman, and the most humble, famous person I've probably ever known. Wow. That is, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I don't think Vern spends as much time on the tennis court as you do, but man, I got to, uh, I got to say hi to him last night and it just was so neat. And, and when you think of Vern, you think of some of those great, uh, you know, broadcast the masters and all that and, uh, and golf, I mean, uh, college football, he's done it all, but that's, that's pretty cool to say that your first time when you were tr- doing some TV, that you were with Vern Lundquist. I mean, can't, you can't really yeah. get any better yeah, than that. I can that. even tell you that was Texas A&M playing TCU and how that happened back when we were coaching in the Southwest Conference. Remember there for a while, we had nine teams. So one team was off 
uh, every night when four other games were going on. So they would get one of us that was off to be the guest uh, color analyst. And that's how I happened to do that game with Vern Lundquist. And we've stayed friends for many years. He's living up in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, and has for a long, long time. And he's uh, living the good life. Did Killingsworth or Gerald Myers win that game? Well, the, uh, that game was Shelby Metcalf. Oh, you said A&M. Yeah, Shelby. Texas I'm sorry. A&M. I was thinking yeah. Tech and yeah, TCU. Shelby so Shelby. Shelby won. Yes, he did. <laughs> Shelby won it. Yeah. 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 yeah somebody yeah, was asking me the fun. other day. Somebody was asking me the other day if the uh, Holler House on the Brass is G. Raleigh White. They, they, were, they were saying if I'd ever been to a game there. And I think I did because I was trying to think when they closed that place down. But. Jim, I know you're on that staff, and I better let you go because you need to get back to the slopes. Uh, and uh, hopefully you're doing your opera ski now, kind of your after ski, and you got your boots off, and you're just having a nice uh, maybe a glass or something. As I hang up, but, Matt, that will begin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'll be well, back listen. Sunday. I'll be back Saturday for the men's game, and then I'll be doing the TV work on the uh, women's game on Sunday at 2 o'clock against Texas Tech. Hope to see you at one of those two. Okay, I, I'll. Uh, I hope to be at both. And uh, Jim, I appreciate you doing this, especially on your uh, on your ski trip. We'll talk to you soon. Safe travels. Thanks a lot, Matt. Enjoyed it. Bye bye.